Dear human, dear soul, I welcome you to my podcast series, Conversations with the Universe. Since a near-death experience, I have the gift to communicate with subtle levels of the cosmos. The knowledge from these for us invisible forms of energy I capture in my books and it is now a great pleasure for me to share this knowledge, these conversations with you as a supplement to the books. Please excuse me if the terms and articulations are not perfect. Our mother tongue is German, but we try to translate it to the best of our abilities. Thank you. We are now in connection with friend of the Indians and we would like to learn more about the subject of suicide from a spiritual point of view. Please begin, dear friend, as you wish. This is a very important subject. For wherever there is depression and sadness, there will also be thoughts about this subject. Therefore, it is essential to describe what exactly happens when the soul has go to through such a process. Please begin. A human's perception of what his life task is supposed to be is often out of communication and harmony with the soul's perception. This means that a soul may wish to experience all of the colors of human life, as it were, but that the human being is too tired and sad, too exhausted and tired of life, to feel this force, this appetite for life. But how can this be? I thought that the soul radiates through every cell and that when the soul absolutely wishes to live, how can it be that he, he but humans feel so differently that they don't hear it? This is a question of ego dominance. Mm. When humans are guided by strong soul energy, its impulses radiate. When the ego, however, has been able to develop strong energy, the impulses and the willpower of this ego will radiate. But ultimately the ego is only a temporary part of you. So this energy is like a dress that you put on during the day, but not like the dress that the soul wears in eternity. Please carry on. Human nature consists of the physical component, the ego, and the spiritual component, the connection to source. Both components function as the angel and the devil, for this is what you say, isn't it? So you really have to be vigilant about which of them you allow to take the reins in your life. When love, gentleness and spiritual values reign, The soul radiates. When ego, power, money and cold-hearted impulses have the upper hand, the ego rules. This ego, this energy that you only experience through the physical senses, it will grow stronger and stronger when you no longer consciously experience the connection to the source. This means that all decisions, perceptions, worries, fears, all the physical impulses are exclusively created by physical impulses, unfiltered and unchecked. This means that we will be less and less able to express our spiritual impulses. We have already talked about that in the other book. 
For now arises the problem that this human perception and not the soul's perception decides that the person no longer wishes to live. And this decision can be taken a long time before the soul decides to leave. This means that the ego puts itself before the soul and no longer listens to the sound of the soul. Then you get humans who make the decision against the decision taken by the cosmic energy without consulting cosmic law and cosmic harmony. Isn't there even a chance to prepare for this, to consult, to prepare? No. Hmm. If you make this decision, you interfere with the cosmic process for more than you will ever know. And you risk very far-reaching repercussions. But I thought that you could somehow prepare for this. No. Hmm. No. The voluntary ending of a life though an impulse of the ego cannot happen in accordance with the cosmos, cosmos, for the cosmos demands that the soul incarnate, but it also demands that it does not terminate the incarnation on its own accord, but to let nature run its course, and hence to let the life of the body to end in accordance with cosmic and natural law. Can you help people that you suspect to be in danger of making such a decision, I mean, before they do it, or are you not allowed to interfere with their free will? This is hard to answer, this question, because the causes for the soul to make such a decision already contain their own solutions. But all too often the people are so distracted by their ego impulses that they do not even perceive these solutions. So my impulse is that they do not even perceive these solutions. So my answer to this would be to exercise self-responsibility and to show this person love and joy. This is all you can do. The initiation of the detachment process from life can be a long quest of seeking out the possible solutions. But sometimes the decision has already been made and initiated regardless of the impulses that you may wish to give this person. Ultimately, free will prevails. You mean to say that there is nothing we can do if the decision has already been made? Yes. Mm. So you can only try to send this person joyful impulses to treat him lovingly and perhaps through books like these try to show him the consequences of his action, right? Right. Okay, then let us move on. What happens after a person has taken his own life? At the moment of death, of transition, the energy of the cosmos rises. This means that during transition the energy of the soul will radiate even stronger. And what do you think will happen then? Well, when I think logically, the soul we know that it was not allowed to break this cosmic law, but that the ego has just done it. Mm -hmm. Maybe the soul even wants to live, to have more fun and experience joy, but the ego now has overruled it. Now, during transition, the soul, which wants to live, 
after all, realizes that it must leave now the body. Let me think, I believe, I don't know, but the, the soul becomes very sad? It does. This is the essence of it. The souls become very sad mm. because on the one hand they want to live, but on the other hand they are now being taken, ripped from or in the worst case propelled out of their form. And then they realize that this chance has ended now. A science would ask now, how can a soul become sad? I understand that, but I do not even with to begin to touch the subject of your scientific logic. Souls can feel, and yes, they can feel sadness. Leave it at that and close the book if you are a person who seriously needs to ask that question. Well, I'm only saying. Okay, so the soul becomes sad during transition. This souls become sad during transition. What exactly does this mean now? I mean, what is the perception like then? You have corrected your question correctly because it is a matter of the soul's perception. It means that the soul has become contaminated and so its perception becomes darkened or as through a fog and in the worst case it feels completely alone. Mm. It no longer perceives the other beings of the cosmos because its perception has been contaminated by sadness. Mm. So how does it go on with a soul like that? It is very sad and regrets what happened, but what happens then? I mean, what is the next for this soul? These souls become so sad that they missed this chance that they were unable to prevent this vile in physical form, mm. that they want to reincarnate as soon as possible. But this means, most of all, that these confused souls that have fallen out of their cosmic connection may not actually have enough energy to do this. Mm. Oh my God. So it can be that a soul loses so much power that it cannot even incarnate again in a body, I mean a human body. Yes. What happens then? Then it must try to grow again in the body of an animal. Oh my God. Okay, and how can you grow again in an animal's body? I mean, I'm sorry, that is not quite the same subject, but I find that extremely interesting here. Through being through the collection of experience of the soul perception. You understand? Ah, I know. You mean that we improve the cosmic connection through just being animal, which does not even have an ego. It's just being in the moment, right? Right. Mm. This is a chance for a soul to escape the vicious circle of the ego that neither hears nor understands the soul through the animalistic impulses and so to strengthen the soul energy. Interesting, okay. Well, so they are in animal form, and so, of course, I cannot commit suicide. <laughs> and they leave then this body, uh, maybe strengthened, and then maybe one day they can go back into a human body. Is that right? That is right. Is there a danger for these souls? I mean, once they have committed suicide, that they carry the imprint of that with them of that suicide with them always 
No. Mm. The strengthening of the soul through experience in animal bodies that are large enough to contain a soul serves to cancel out this energetic deficit. I understand that. When such a soul gets trapped in the intermediary world through suicide, the reincarnation is nevertheless directed by their own impulses, right? Right. So they only become an animal if they really want this. Exactly. Can you help these people in any way? I mean, can you comfort them? Can we pray? Can we do something? Yes, you can. And how? You can pray. Hmm. When you have experienced such a case in your close environment, when a person leaves on his own accord, then pray for him the following words. Hmm. You, loving soul, you loving being, that you are and always have been so far away from the impulse that you have followed through your own decision please be whole again may you live in joy wherever you may be may you love yourself may you love the cosmic energy and may you reconnect to the energy of the source Be ready to receive the light that I send you now and connect with it. It will carry you further than you may think, far into the enlightened spheres. There, where energy, strength, love and peace is the foundation of being. Thank you, love. And what happens when we say these words? The power of these words will be transformed into impulses, energy impulses, reaching the soul and connecting it to the positive energy of the cosmos. So this can have the effect of then energy shower and actually elevate the soul. Mm. And how often do we have to say this? As often as you can in the days after this transition. Wow. But when a person has committed suicide... This normally means that they have been propelled from his body, right? No, that depends. Ah. So should you start praying right away or wait for seven days? Immediately. Mm. Immediately afterwards, because the soul needs this energy immediately. Ah, I understand. Do you have anything else to add to this subject? If you wish, you can invoke help from the cosmic energies. I mean, do not pray alone for the departed, but ask others to join in the effort. Oh, really? So, who do you mean? <laughs> you are very funny, Sylvia. Well, I mean, can we try to be more specific for the readers for this book? Well, let's try. The first ones to call would be the angels. Mm -hmm. They help wherever and whenever you need them. So they can help here as well. All other energies are those to which you feel a strong affinity. So one person may like to call upon Mary. And so he should call upon Mary by all means. Others may prefer Jesus or other names. Whatever name you are in resonance with is the name you should call. 
This is where the connection to this energy transfer will be established. One moment. I have to ask again. You are talking about energy transfer here. Does that mean that by invoking another being, this then serves a sort of transmitter and amplifier that will pass on your own impulse and make it, make it stronger so that the other soul can feel it better? Mm, yeah, you could say this. It is not quite like this, but for the sake of getting you to understand, we could say that this prayer can work like an amplifier. But in truth, all of these energies have their own power. And when you call upon them to lend their power to the cause, you do not amplify your own impulse, but you call upon the energy and ask them to dispense it. Okay, right. But it creates a sort of strengthening, right? Right. Okay. And why does it not matter who we call up and for help? Seeking connection to the spheres of light has many names. But the only energy that connects you to these spheres and to the entities that can help you with this connection is the power of your love. Hence, this connection to these higher spheres of the cosmos happens independently of the names that you give these entities that you call upon for help. Ultimately, it is those who hear you that come to help. And they can only do this in resonance to the energy of your soul. So, if you are strong and powerful in your love, the higher higher vibrating levels of the cosmos will hear you if you are still largely governed by contamination and ego you will create different resonances but still you will receive help as long as you ask with love respect readiness and devotion so We actually could end this chapter, right? Would you like to add anything to that? I know you actually do, so please, feel free. Life, dear humans, is the most precious gift of the cosmos. Live it. Appreciate it. Accept it as the precious gift it is. And when sad thoughts arise in you that attempt you to direct your energy to throw this gift away, then start to draw joyful thoughts to you wherever and however you can. For they will protect you from having to embark on a long and joyless journey that I also wish to protect you from here and now. But what if a person really suffers in the extreme? Well, for instance, we now have these wonderful beings on the planet that rape and maim women on a daily basis and render life truly unworthy of living. Can you, as a cosmic being, not understand that they want to end this life, this suffering, in such a situation? Yes, of course I can. But the solution must not be to terminate your life on your own accord. Hmm. Either the torture is so great that the body will succumb to it without you doing 
or the injuries are so great that the body will succumb to it, but you must never interrupt the circle of life of your own accord. No matter how sad or hopeless your situation may seem to you. But what about these people who are only just vegetating and then decide to take the, su the, su the suicide tablets, for instance? No answer? I suppose you mean that that is the same thing, right? The process, the message is clear and it applies everywhere, right? Yes. Okay, I understand. I heard you and understand you, and thank you, with all of my heart. So what is the next subject now? You begin to prepare the end of the book for there, and there are no more processes to describe. Wow. Then it is up to me now to provide the questions and answers, right? Try to collect questions that we have not touched upon while talking about these subjects, but on the whole, we have captured the essence. Okay, well then, our listeners here, you will find in the book a chapter named Questions and Answers, and in this chapter you find many more very interesting answers. I highly recommend you anyway to have the book with you because if people are leaving the body, dying, however, with suicide or just by illness or accidents or whatever, it is also very helpful to have the rituals in your hand, how you can help these souls and your own soul in any, any matter. So just an advice. And so for now, I say thank you, Gabriel, for reading Friend of the Indian's words and Anubis' words. And we are very much looking forward to our next um, season, season three of the podcast, what will be invitation, no, initiation into the wisdom of King Salomon. Thank you. Looking forward to see you soon. Love. Thank you. <laughs>